Right, welcome to the speed dating version of Calling the Audible as we're going to zip through this hour of uh, sports talk of FPF World of ours. PZ in, in the nest along with Eagle and Mo Khan. I'm going to invest with Eagle? Yes, you are. Eagle. Who's Big Spoon? Who's Small Spoon? I think Eagle's the Big Spoon. Ah, obviously. I love being Small Spoon. It makes me feel protected. Yeah. I hate being Small Spoon. And you get to feel my schlong in your back door. Tripod. You mean your claws. Tripod. Your claws, huh? The claws? One claw specifically. I mean, I mean it's po- it'll poke you. It'll barely <laughs> barely all right let's talk about the week that was as we now are in the final days of the fpf regular season eagle anything to update in terms of what we might have from a league announcement coming up in the next few days um so we'll be having the playoff schedule officially uploaded i know we have an article right now on our homepage that has the outline of the dates so we're going to add that to the schedule under a different tab for playoffs so you'll see the exact time slots and uh, days for it nothing's really changed um, the only difference is we had some playoff games scheduled at Brossard. We'll be moving those to Lachine. Um, so that's going to be the only major change. Um, we might also have some additional news for the whole vaccine passport. Um, we already had a post earlier about how the facilities are going to be the ones enforcing it. It seems like there is a grace period that is either unannounced or kind of under the radar, but it is in place. So um, we'll be providing some more updates specifically on that for the first few weeks of the playoffs. Especially. So that's code for saying for those who are on, who are not vax, you get two weeks of playing and then you'd be eliminated from the playoffs. That's you might. Yeah, you might. You might as well do We're that. not in control of it. Yeah, we're not know. Control we don't know how we can't forecast how playoffs will look like, but that's how it's going to be, perhaps. All right, let's dive into it as we get into the Division E uh, circuit of games here. As we are starting to get a clearer picture of what's going to go on here, but please, we still have some uh, uh, spots to be had. Yeah, and in particular, Trailer Park Boys. They are four and four with uh, eight games played, two more in hand here. My school, my, my my school, my team, Oscar's Hockey School, is running the racetrack at four and six. So, please, I ask you the question: Do the Trailer Park Boys jump Oscars? hockey school, and get into the playoffs? So, my initial reaction is yes. Uh, but, Trailer Park Boys have a tough path. They got Suicide Squad, who kind of looked lethargic last week. Um, but, they're they're facing a team who's, again, very competent. Uh, Trailer Park Boys defense might give Jamal Roach, as a rookie quarterback, some difficulty. But still, it's a, t- it's a tough matchup. And Pincello's, which, again, uh, if you read my article this week, it's inartistic. But it is effective. They are winning games. Um, it's it's hard to see them win one of these two games, but it's equally hard to see them miss the playoffs. Right about now, Mo, how much do you think they're hating the fact that they forfeited the first game, that they had to play games with their quarterback injured in, in uh, Antoine Meunier? Um, it, must be, it must be a really rough feeling knowing that a forfeit might have cost them the season. Well, they're about to get executed in one of these games here, right? Pinchellas probably have a strong advance to win this game here, and Suicide Squad may be their only lifeline to jump into that playoff window. And Suicide Squad, they're going to be coming into this game angry because they lost a one-point game to, to Green Means Go. And that's not, you know, and when you look at the overall playoff standings, right, Suicide Squad in the three-hole, I mean, had they won that game, they might have kept the chances alive for number two seed. But I, I think now for Trailer Park Boys, if they do win this game, uh, one of the two games here, um, or they might lose out outright and then not get into the playoffs here. But if you're V-Town, if you end up in perhaps in a three-way tie where they are also 4-4 four four with two games left here, 
Eagle, do we have the breakdown here? If there's a three-way tie with V-Town, Ostrich Hockey School, and Trailer Park Boys, who gets in, who's out? Yeah, so if you have a three-way tie, it's going to come down to points against because the divisional record will be the oh, same, man. I believe. Ostrich is I out. believe that's true. Now, I have to confirm that because right now Trailer Park Boys are listed as three and four in the division. Uh, which is a little strange because the others are four and six and four and four. So the ratios might play out weird there in the divisional portion. But if you get into the points uh, against right now, uh, well, the divisional games will be the same because you only play divisional games. Yeah, no, Trailer Park Boys apparently have played someone outside of division, which it's is not possible. I think it is. It's not possible. I'm looking right now just to see. Find the game then. That's it, exactly while, while we're talking. Find the game. Blast from the past. They played Blast from the past, which is not in their division. Why? I don't know. Okay. Was it a special crossover game? I don't know. It don't makes know. it more interesting, so I'll give it so that. So that, that changes the uh, divisional record portion of it. So right now, Austria's Hockey School are 4-6 and six divisional. V-Town are 4-4. Four and four, And I think V-Town has two divisional games left. Stand by. Let me check that. They are playing Brewers and Dilly Dilly, who mm-hmm. are... Oh, crossover No, game. same thing. Same crossover. thing. Dilly Dilly is in the other conference. Yeah. So it's only uh, it's only Oscars Hockey School that is going to have 10 divisional games. So they're sitting at 400. V-Town are going to end up potentially at slightly over that, right? Because if they finish 4 and 5, they end up with a higher amount, in which case they get in, same thing with Trailer Park Boys. They can end up being 4 and 5. So Oscars Hockey School could be out in a three-way tie, is my understanding. But V-Town, now, V-Town only has conference games remaining. No. Yes. No. No, they have a Dilly Dilly. They have Dilly Dilly left. Okay, fine. Okay. Cool. So Random V-Town, things this season. V-Town and Trailer Park Boys would tie in a three-way divisional tie for the seventh seed, in which case then it would come down to points against. Right now, there's a four-point difference between V-Town and Trailer Park Boys. So that would be for the seventh seed. And this is where it gets somewhat interesting because Oscars, Oscars Hockey School, I think, and I'm checking this again, uh, they beat Trailer Park Boys and they lost to V-Town. So what that means, if Trailer Park Boys get the seventh seed, V-Town get the eighth seed. If V-Town get the seventh seed, then Oscars Hockey School gets the eighth seed. So it's very much up in the air in a three-way tie. So essentially it's very complicated right now because there's so many scenarios that could play out in the coming days. Um, some of these teams are going back-to-back. I believe uh, Trailer uh, Tra- uh, Tra- Park Board is going back-to-back Friday in Laval. That's uh, correct, nine, yes. uh, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock here. So there isn't a much of a gap of, hey, recover and refocus here. So they're, they're still up in the air, and we don't know who's going to play who. And let's not forget, right, guys, quickly here. I mean, Green Means Go, Pincellos, um, they're going to be the one and two seeds most likely than not. And the middle part of it is... Yeah, they, they can't be caught. Can't be caught here. And yeah. the middle part of it, as we look at that right now, is the fact that we see the Rainmakers losing Ryan Kastner for the year due to a lower body injury. So, Pisa, I ask you this question. How big of a loss is it for the Rainmakers to lose a guy like Ryan Kastner's ilk, given that there is a, a, a crowdsource of all these teams, one, four through seven, still fighting for playoff spots? Uh, first of all, show me on your microphone how low on the body the injury is. I'll show it to you afterwards. Show me the mi- on the microphone. Show me the microphone. I can't. I can't do that. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you never know. Maybe someone's in private. I don't know. Okay. Does he have a? Is it because he has a small microphone? <laughs> is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Um. Well, all the best to him. We hope he recovers soon. Um. Who's gonna be throwing? Do you know? Derek Cash is throwing. He's been throwing, but that's a big no, but loss. Who will be throwing in his stead? No, Derek Cash has always been throwing. Ryan Castor's out. Oh, Ryan. Oh, my, 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 I understood yeah. Derek Kastner was here. Well, Ryan Kastner. That's, that's huge. Um, but to be fair, 
uh, Nick Proka to me is the star in this team. Um, I love what he adds. Um, also, Matt Perrin is, is just a guy who can do a lot of different things for this team. Anthony, um, Anthony Rossi had a big time catch. And also, Eagle, correct me if I'm wrong, but can't they use Kastner's cap hit um, and use an IR slot to replace him with a player? Depending on the IR, um, to do it, you need an actual medical note saying you can't play and blah, 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 the whole stuff. So it's somewhat complicated, but theoretically, yep, it's possible. So it, Depending it, on the lower body injury. It, it's one of the spots where... Is he day-to-day or is he out for the... the out for the year. He's out for a while. Yeah, then yeah. He's going to be out for him. quite a while. So the thing was with Ryan Caster, like it, it always sucks to lose a guy who's got a low cap hit because it's hard to replace him. And, um, mind you, his his... He's a 60-63, so he's going to be difficult to replace, too. I thought, I thought he might have a higher defensive rating, but I guess he never really played defense when he was playing in the higher divisions. No, he wasn't. But it's a big loss. But look, you know, right now, they're locked in as a six. Maybe it could change depending on how V-Town does the next two games here. They're actually fifth once you go through full tie breaks. So full tie breaks are in the five hole, and they could be locked in with either menace to sobriety or uh, suicide squad. So they, they're going to have a tough matchup in the first round. And let's not forget, men's sobriety has come on of late uh, with some strong wins here. So this is going to be a big loss for them, I think. And that extra security blanket that Derek Castro loses in Ryan will hurt because looking at that team yesterday where they played in Brostard on Monday night, um, this didn't look like they were they, they lost that, that heartbeat of the offense of how he's able to control things and calm things down that huddle. Mo, one thing I want to mention here is it's possible Rainmakers jump all the way up to third, depending on the results of the games coming up. Because Menace to Sobriety and Suicide Squad are currently sitting with one game left. Right. And uh, Menace already has way too many points again. Suicide Squad is at 197. Rainmakers at 213. So there is some possibility of some jumping. Rainmakers have the divisional record of four and five, though. So that's going to be right. tricky for some tie breaks. Right. So, Peace, we look at Conference B. And we, we have our eight teams locked in. Uh, congratulations to the Melons, Quantum, Orioles, Blast from the Pasture Valley, Doran, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we look at C's five through eight. So Blast from the Pass, Orioles, um, Quantum, and Melons. There's a lot of movement coming up over here in the next couple of days. Do we see Melons and, and FFFC jump up and become a five or six seed going towards the playoffs? Can't believe Bad Batch had a chance to beat Quantum and goddamn tight. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a chance I like Quatrium at this point, I thought would just take that stride and, and become dangerous. And after having that, that stretch of winning games, like we saw, you know, we, they, they, they took a forfeit loss to, uh, um, blast in the past and now tying, um, the bad bachelor winless team. That's a tough position to be in. Like they, they, that's a game they should have easily won. Um, and um, they didn't, so it it puts them in a spot where where they they are now susceptible, despite despite the fact that they they had the opportunity in the last two games with you know teams that haven't been dominant and and when in the case of Bad Batch just haven't been good at all um, to, to 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 sort of move up in standing. Instead, they put themselves at, at a chance where they might fall to eighth and end up. Um, the, the last ranked team. Now, I do think Quatrium is better than their record, so I think Dilly Dilly would rather play the Melons than Quatrium in the finals and then in the first round. Yeah, I think, look, Melons, I've watched them a few times. Really cool uniforms. 
As I delay, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for pieces. I say something about the uniforms, you know. I, was like, yeah, I, thought, I thought you had an additional thought. No, other I was waiting for you to see, you know, they do, cool. and I featured one of their um, Instagram stories on our, uh, on one of my articles. Exactly, it's a nice uh, melon, like uh, pink. I said it reminded me of the Friendly's watermelon roll for anyone who's been to that terrible, terribly the, uh, <laughs> eating establishment. The shoulder pipes remind me of the Arizona D-backs. A uh, little bit. Yeah, a little bit of that. So anyway, so the melons... If they, if they end up winning at the end of the day, what I really love to see them do is eat watermelon out of the FPF trophy in the same way Last Souls well, did they do, with I the believe sauce recipe. They do after wins eat melons after. They have watermelon I, afterwards. That's actually great. Yeah. I don't recommend it. Don't eat out of that. No, no. It's I know what I would do with that cup, and I, that means other people have done it to that cup. Yeah, you got Clorox that and the whole nine. But anyway, so look, when we look at this right now for Melons, they're locked in. But I, I think right now that there could be some movement going towards the final standings here, piece. I, I just mm. think that when you see how this has played out for that side of the division, um, Quantrium has one more game left. They could jump over a blast in the past in the Orioles. Melons have two more games left, and they could jump up uh, even as high as four, if I'm correct on that piece, uh, Eagle with Ron, Chevalier de Rohan. So there's a lot to play for. And look, I'm not saying the Melons are going to be a, a strong number four seed or five seed, but they've had some close games that I've seen from them this year. And if they can figure out how to just play better on offense, get some more diversity on the offensive side of things here, they could have the cutting edge and perhaps pull off an upset as maybe a lower seed going towards the round one. Yeah, this. Yeah, well, like you said, like the, the, a lot still has to be played for. And, and what's what's interesting this season is that some of the teams have already finished the the schedule, right? So like we yeah. we, we we see teams having to sit around and watch. And I know Blast from the Past had higher aspirations given how their season started. Uh, than, than being sort of at the mercy of other teams. Right. And same thing for Orioles. Orioles came out like gangbusters. We were like, oh, can can a, a no FF junior team... Him. No, I'd legit... And, and now, of course, the, they have to play out the rest of the stretch without uh, without Jay and Edgehill. Yeah. So that, that makes it... They're it, struggling for bodies right now. Yeah. They are. And I, I hope they have enough guys eligible for playoffs, which I'm not too sure that they do or not. But uh, they're struggling for bodies here. And they're starting to... You can see the... I'm not saying it's physical, but you can see that the wear and tear of playing adult-sized men in terms of the physical size and stature is starting to wear on this young team that's still probably two or three years away from being at that level. They have seven players who are eligible, but of those guys, how many of those guys are available? Yeah. Because you, you, ideally you need six. Yeah, a lot of guys have tackle commitments now, which yeah. is a tricky part for, for the teams like that. So I think there will be movement. I think for Melons is the team I'm circling right now that could make the, the serious inroad towards a higher seed of, uh, of the uh, Div E playoffs. So Division D, we look at that right now in terms of what we have. Of course, we had that format uh, unveiled last week where the lower seeds will get slaughtered by the higher seeds from our calculations. Who created that division format, the uh, playoff format? Was it the, the suggestion was this guy. So it was uh, this guy over here who created the idea to slaughter the uh, weak. It was voted on, though. It was voted on. Well, the idea is is that, uh, first of all, you shouldn't be rewarded uh, Eagle for sucking because lockdown sucks. And, um, Says hot sauce sports. Yeah, so which bracket are we in? The one where we don't suck. So uh, because uh, you tried to uh, manipulate the system and tank, we punished <laughs> you. Um, which and is funny because I could jump and kick you down into it, which would be hilarious. You can't actually kick us down. Anyway. No, you can't. Uh, all right, so... You can't get the 10 points. I don't think it happens. So, so yeah. with this caddy cat fight with Eagle and PZ unfolding and before And for the record, I abstained from voting. You I did. voted for <laughs> a, uh, a phallic object attached to a male person, which Caster may or may not have hurt in his lower body. That was my vote. Penis. 
penis. Yes, yes of course. The, the, the crotch area of yeah. your body. So no, we look no, 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 not the crotch, the penis specific. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So we look at the final two spots of each conference. So the, well, just again, we'll yeah. go through it quickly just because um, for those who are watching for the first time, look the reason this. why... I'm in the, uh, I'm in the, I'm in the you're floating. Look at that. I'm down. <laughs> the reason why we came out with this is we wanted the regular season to mean something because so many teams make the playoffs. Um, so we have the top three seeds of each conference playing the bottom three seeds of each conference. And then the middle tier uh, is all the teams grouped together. So this way, the teams at the top get rewarded for being good. The teams at the bottom uh, get punished for sucking. And then the middle tier uh, get to beat each other up in what I expect to be an absolute slugfest because the middle tier, Mo, in Division D is insanely close. Like, it's, there's going to be upsets. There's going to be close games. That might actually be the best I, I playoff this, bracket. I'll just blowouts. Like, no five plays for all those playoff games. I mean, so. maybe. But, I, like, no, but, like, seriously, if you, if you look <laughs> at the teams, though, like, if you yeah. look at the teams specifically in the, in the sort of D2, um, those all look about the same. Like, blackouts to me are the, one of the standouts. The new guys are one of the standouts. And then everything there, like, the rest of the teams are all the same. Yeah. They're all guys who can easily beat each other, um, who are good teams, but with flaws, right? So I have an That's idea. why Lockdown's not there, because they have nothing good about them. Of course not. So I have an idea. Let's name this lower bracket playoff the Nimrod playoffs. Yeah. So the Nimrod playoffs, when you're honest, you win the Nimrod trophy. How about that? So, you know, funny enough, Blackouts asked me, hey, if, if we win points four, if we score a few more points, we move up or down, go, I have no idea. But right now, the projection is that they would be a number one seed in the lower end of the bracket at seven and three. So to remind everyone, the tie breaks, and you can check these on our website. Everybody forgets it, but there's a little tab under every division called tie break info. So our tie breaks are number of uh, wins. That's the clear obvious one right this is assuming they have the same number of points then head to head in a two-way we skip it for a three-way then divisional record or winning percentage so take the number of points you've earned in your divisional games divided by total divisional games that's your ratio so let's say you finish four and six in your division that's 400 if you finish four and five it's 444 therefore it's higher so that's how that works then Points allowed is the next high break. So it's not how many points you score. It's how many points you have scored against you. Um, little side caveat here. It also encourages teams to report cap violations against your opponents, even if you win. So snitching is good. you get zero points against in those situations. So snitching Either is here encouraged. Or there, but important. Yep. Uh, and then point differential is the last one. We almost never get there. Then strength of schedule. I don't think we've ever gotten there. And then uh, lastly, coin toss in a situation where hell freezes over or Mo throws more than 25% completion. I hope we season. get coin toss level, man. I, oh, I'd love to we see We never that got there. We never got there. All right. So we so interestingly enough, just about blackouts specifically, yeah. if Arush loses to Tustin Parley's, even though they have no more games left, blackouts might jump up into the top bracket. Yeah. So, so let me walk you through this color scheme here since there's still a, there's a lot of movement. We didn't want to lock in an official graphic just yet. So anyone who's currently in dark green have clinched either Division 1 uh, or Division 2 depending on which one you're in. So Vultures, Bruins, and pardon my swag, there's no way for you to not be in D1. For Voodoo, Tuts and Parlays, Hot Sauce Sports, and Bleu Blanc I believe there's no way for you to Correct. leave D2. So you guys are there. As for the other teams, so Blackouts, New Guys, Trap Stars, Tough Lungs, Stoics, you guys can actually jump into D1. Arush, Los Siete Amigos, Johnny Fireball, Kiss My End Zone, Fighting Illini, PD's Negronis, Lockdown, Spares Legion, Clinkers. You guys can either move into D2 or get eliminated entirely depending on what happens. Oh, sorry, sorry, hold on. You say Clinkers. What's my name, please? 
King Mo. King Mo. Kling Mo. So every time we mention clickers, you say King Mo. Kling King Mo. Mo. Uh, ball in 60s leftovers Loyola you guys can get into playoffs potentially and similarly Mean Girls Top Citizen and Glow Gang you can demote yourself into a promotion into D1 so there's a lot of movement that's well, still so, possible so because here. because we split it during the season this time around like there's no not really a distinction between like the the D1 and D2 it's just two different tournaments right? exactly yeah so it's not it's not like in the past where D1 was a higher division than D2, right? It's just passing ships in the middle of the night. That's all it is. Yeah. All right, so here, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the, the last question first here. So we talk about Trap Stars, Tough Lungs, Giant Fireball, Stoics, and HSS, so Hot Sauce Sports, for those who don't know. So, please I ask you, how high or how low will these teams finish in terms of where they end up from a forecasting perspective? Here? Um, oh, how high is always my favorite question. So, Eagle, let's get back to the, 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 the vision here as he's playing out Pokemon on his... Uh, I account. am not. <laughs> Can you go to the standings, please, Eagle? Thank you very much. He's still the one keeping it alive, huh? The still, Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. Make a million dollars a day. From you. That, you yeah. spent so much money on that game. Eating sugar, <laughs> eating sugar and make, playing Pokemon. All right. So, Trap Stars right now are in the lower end at 6-3 with one game left here. How high will they finish? Uh, trap stars. Um, well, they, I think they can move up. They, they have, uh, Spears Legion left Spears Legion obviously struggled in their first, um, um, in their first season in the division D division five kind of thing. Um, so we expect, we expect them to win. So I think trap stars, um, can move up, but then again, uh, the new guys also, um, they hold the spot above them. I don't think the new guys are losing again. So it's actually a little bit more complicated than yeah. that. So if tra- I'm going to go to the website on this one. If the Trap Stars win, they end up passing Johnny Fireball because Johnny Fireball is 6-4 and four right False now. Games, so yes. Trap Stars would end up being 7-3, and three, leapfrog into third position, and then jump into D1. So it's not about catching necessarily new guys. It's about actually going into D1 by jumping into the That's third. right. So, so this, how, this is what we'll do. They go? This is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. Eagle, you you describe the scenario. I'll look up what game is left for that t- the team in question, and then I'll say where I think they'll end up. How's that? Because because you'll know the scenarios better than we do, right? Exactly. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, there's there's a lot well, of movement. There's a ton of movement. But that, that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> it's always more than less because you know more than us. True. How high will we go? Here we go. So they they face um, Spears Legion. I think they win that game. So they they win this game. You're saying that th- this would promote them and drop Johnny Fireball into Division Two. That's right. So I think that's what happens. All right then. Uh, shall we go with yes. Tough Lungs? How about that? That's the team I had listed. So Tough Lungs are playing Lockdown this week. Similar situation. If they win, they finish thick three and one and get 13 points. Can potentially leapfrog Johnny Fireball. If Trap Stars don't win, they leapfrog Trap Stars as well and take that third seed. If they if Trap Stars win, then they would finish fourth overall and end up being either the first or second seed in D two uh, most likely. They're not going to catch Blackouts, but Blackouts could potentially jump. And anyway, there's a yeah. bunch of competition. So Johnny Fireball is really at the mercy of some teams. Oh, because they played all ten games yeah, and they lost. Right. They lost yeah. this week. So they're at the, they're literally at the sword of what's going to happen to their life. Uh, moving to the final days of the season here. I mean, same thing with Stoics. Stoics can actually win and turn it into a uh, three, four-way, five-way tie, depending on the result. Really good yeah. team, but they'll lose this week. Well, yes, well, I but think they also have the least points against right so now. We're still in Tough Lungs. So Tough Lungs, they, um, I think they they win this week because they play lockdown. So uh, they move up, which means Eagle. Which means, do they, but Trap Stars win? Um, 
You said Chapters would win. Chapters win also. Yeah. Yeah. So then they will get a higher seed in D2. They will okay. not make it to D1. So t- Tough Lungs looks like you're uh, one of the top dogs in D2. All right. So the next team I have, we mentioned Giant Fireball. So Giant Fireball is at the mercy of these teams. So given here. the things we say, I think they're going to drop down into D2. So they're going to drop down. Okay. So what about Stoics? That's team listed on our, on our uh, pantheon of uh, teams that could You think move Stoics up. will lose? Um, and yeah, a really they, good team, but they lose. They face Kiss My End Zone this week. Kiss My End Zone's been kind of all over the place. Give me the Stokes to actually win this game. So we'll go with my prediction, Eagle. What happens if the Stokes So win? Stoics win. They end up with 12 points. Because Trap Stars and Tough Lungs won, they won't p- catch them. They will have the tie break over Johnny Fireball, I think. Let me just check that to see if they played. Uh, they, they did, did they play lost, Johnny Fireball one, lost, so they're yeah. not catching. Yeah. They're not catching Johnny Fireball, so they're gonna end up in D two in that scenario. Okay, All so right. they'll be below. They'll be like the fourth or fifth seed, basically. All right, so Hot Sauce Sports. Well, we're gonna win by fifty against Mean Girls. Yeah, because that's so, my prediction every week is that we win by fifty. So let's say okay. So I'll I'll pose the answer then. <laughs> they win, and they finish six and four Eagles. So how hard can how hot can they go? If who wins hot sauce sports, yes, they could potentially end up in a three-way tie with Stoics and Johnny Fireball, which will then make it more complicated because then you get points against hot sauce is going to lose that uh, tie break for yeah. sure. But I, so, it's, <laughs> and it, it's possible because Stoics currently have 188 points against Johnny Fireball have 204. So as long as the Stoics allow 16 points or less, they actually would win that matchup and finish higher in D2. So if that okay. if that would be the case, and then what happens with Johnny Fireball Hot Sauce Sports? Then Hot Sauce Sports leapfrogs them because, because you get head to head for okay. the next season. So Johnny Fireball, <laughs> so can, many things. That's what I said. There's so <laughs> many different combinations here. So Johnny Fireball could really. Uh, uh, Plinko itself out of contention. They fall from third seed. They could go all the way down to seventh seed. And that means they would be in the uh, low end. middle of the pack in right. D2. Now, so. granted, still high middle of the pack, but yeah. Right. So, please ask this question. With the power teams like Vultures and PMS, who's more vulnerable to lose early on in the playoffs? Because so both teams have the weaknesses. The answer forever was always uh, Brad Evans and the, the Hawaiian bunch, right? Um, but the thing is, is that I actually love his his um, surrounding core this time. I think the Vultures are a little bit weaker uh, than what we see in their record. Uh, they're g- they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. It just I think that that part of my swag is a much 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 stronger core. Right. I, I look. I, I think. Look. I, I saw Vultures play once this year. Uh, I believe it was in Lachine early in the season. Yeah, it was way back when you guys played them. When you yeah, guys won game. that game. Weirdly enough, we gave them their only loss. Of the yeah, season. it was weird. It was one of those things where they were picking you off, like you know, early on. I'm like, man, this is gonna be one of those long games. And the next thing you know, you're slicing and dicing and dissecting their their their. It's because well, no one is more used to throwing interceptions than myself. Yeah, so and, I get used. You know, never does, never and, gets and the me irony down. is that they played all the games in Laval, and their one loss came indoors in Lachine. So maybe they're an outdoor team. And perhaps they're an outdoor team. But I've 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 done their games twice now. In fact, I actually did their game against Subban Sixties way back in late July, and the game against you guys back in early July. They their biggest question mark, I think, is finding a, a, a proper number two receiver mm-hmm. that they can go on because McMahon always loves to use his legs. I'll tell you this on defense. That's something we noticed in the second half. Yeah, and our defense changed in the second half for that reason. Right. So. To right. Take that to mean what you what you uh, like it to because be. Jamie Drysdale right had fifty uh, James Drysdale big part had fifty two catches this past season, but there wasn't anyone that I recognized that like okay well he's gonna be the next option that can really make a big difference and if they can't figure out number two or number three get the ball to Kevin Donnett man 
Well, you only have 21 catches, I know. Though. Get the ball to that guy because he's amazing. And, and, but the thing is, it's like... Drysdale doubled the targets of Donnett almost, yeah. and and Donnett's a former receiver of the year. Yeah, so give him the give him the damn ball. So I just think that Vultures have a few more weak links in terms of their style of play than say PMS, who I watched play They're against good. Uh, uh, the Stinkers. Klingmo, thank you, um, because I am a King Mo for according Klingmo. to the, according to the Stinkers. Klingmo, Eagle. Royalties in front of you. My liege. Your leash? My liege. Leash. Liege. Although you should be on a leash, Mo. I, I am known as King Mo, according to some people at the Stinkers. King Mo. Exactly. <laughs> so I think PMS has the better team moving here. Okay, so the final two spots each conference right now, PZ, as you look at the standings right now. Uh, do we see any serious movement with that? Because, again, those final two spots could get in as a lower-end seed for the lower... Actually, uh, let's go website for this. It'll be a little bit There you go. So we have Lockdown. We have Spears Legion uh, still in play for the uh, 11 and 12 spots. Bond 60 still there uh, that can make it in. Replacements officially out. So there's two. I, th- I don't think it'll happen, but I want Bond 60s and Spears Legion to win and Lockdown to lose because then, <laughs> I mean, Lockdown's on the outside looking in. And it gives us a laugh for the, for the rest of the, uh, the podcast season. And that means Eagles booked for the road show. Yeah. Punch, punch the first ticket for the media. Yeah. So Bond 60s is playing Glow Gang. Uh, mm-hmm. Lockdown is playing Tough Lungs okay. and Sparrow's Legion is playing Trap Stars. Who's winning more of the, of the underdogs? Who's winning this week? Lockdown's showing a little bit more bites because they won by forfeit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll yeah, have a 60 nothing convincing win. Was that's uh, a very convincing win. Uh, convincing win there. I, I, I might give Lockdown the edge right now for, for, the, uh, for the spots to be had. Uh, for Conference B, uh, we know there's still some spots to be played for. As you scroll down again, we have uh, stinkers at two and seven. Um, thing is, if, so here's here's an interesting scenario. That's why we leftovers is wanted to bring up here. So. It's unlikely, but possible that Loyola can actually leapfrog into playoffs. I think. Who do they have next? I forget. I know they lost to um, uh, to Blackouts and Loyola. By the uh, way, stinkers. Stinkers. Stinkers, yes, because the complaining about the playoff form, format when you have two wins. King Mo. You're right. It should be based on strength of schedule because you won two games. King Mo. Kling. King Mo. So I think it's possible. Hold on, I had this as a possibility. Let me just confirm exactly how it would work. Uh, I think it has to do – there's a very particular scenario that Loyola makes it in. Let me just refresh. As you look at that, I'll make sure to promote that we will have Brent Bakken on today for the Div A, Div B podcast uh, recap later on. It may be just you and Brent at this point as I need to leave at 920. What time is it now? Okay, yeah, let's let's roll through here, Eagle. Let's yeah. go, let's go. This is taking a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah. yeah I, I can't remember what it is. There's a combination where... No worries. We'll get that combination posted up. I don't know what the combination on is. On to co-ed now. As we get into the co-ed thing here. They, look, we're done with co-ed in terms of the regular season here. Pease, uh, the most surprising storyline that unfolded in this division this past year was what? It has to be fighting Tigers, right? Like the, the fact that they couldn't succeed, given the fact that we know how good the team is, given how good they looked in fall. Obviously, we were unable to crown a champion in the fall. Um, and, and given the, the depth of talent in this team, um, you know, they, they had a, a decently uh, strong showing to end the season. Like, they, they played Party Mix tough with only five players. Right. They, they tied Sriracha Chili Sauce, and they, they, um, they beat Fantastic Nine in the last game of the season. So 
the definitely things start to turn around for them, but they, they you know, it just a little late in the season. Luckily, everyone makes the playoffs in co-ed, so right. they still have time to make something of themselves in the season. Um, that, to me, would be one of the things. And the other one is is the emergence of Fantastic Nine. I didn't... I thought Yin and Yang had a clear path to the one seed. Yeah. And uh, they emerged to me, uh, even just watching them, as the best team. So how would, they have done, how would they have done in Tier 1 if they were a Tier 1 team? I still think there's a gap in Tier 1. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think it's... I think they, they would have been, been competitive. Like, they, they could have upset, you know, sort of those... The middle pack of teams and party mix, Sriracha and and uh, and Fighting Tigers, they could have had a couple of upsets. Right. Probably end up with a similar record than to, to Fighting Tigers because I like them a lot. I think it's a really good team. And just to clarify, to clarify for Tier One playoffs, Eagle, it's all five are in, so two versus five, three versus four, one gets the bye. Correct? Uh, I don't think that's true. I thought it was four versus five play. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. We, yeah, I, I know it's a f- all five again. I just forgot the format of how it is from the playoff I'm angle. I'm pretty sure it's. Four versus five, and then the rest. That's a good question, Joe. Let me just confirm that. Yeah, as you uh, do that, as we uh, gear up for uh, Division C coming up here, because, again, uh, we will do more playoff preview as of next week as Eagle looks very closely trying to figure out what's going on with the playoff format for Tier 1 as I try yeah, to buy Yeah, four time. versus five. So four, four versus five. So we'll have uh, uh, Sriracha, Sriracha Sauce playing the Fighting Tigers, uh, and the winner will move on to the one versus four matchup uh, the following week here. So we'll find out how this plays out. All right, Division C. Um, infantry Bless, what do you take away from that game, please? Um, well, like coming into the week, that was the game with all the hype, right? Yeah, it so lived like, up to it. Sorry? It lived up to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like um, when, 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 you, when you take a look, right? Um, sorry, I'm, I'm just getting uh, – trying to get the information in front of me. Um, it was – the things I said on the show and the things I, th- I was talking to Stephen Harper said before the game, I said, dude, like if you just keep your foot in the pedal and don't make mistakes, you should win the game because what infantry does best is suffocate and, and take advantage of, of the opportunities they're given. Right. Yeah. Uh, as good as their offense is, because again, I'm, and I'm, I keep falling to this trap where it sounds like I'm, I'm talking trash about them. I'm not, they're exceptional, but the offensive rating would be a little inflated to me because of how good the defense was. So if you can manage to avoid mistakes, and Stephen Harper said did that, 20 of 25, uh, no interceptions. Um, Corey Wolowski, he was making the mistakes this time around, throwing three interceptions. It was three bad INTs. Yeah. Even he said it was just bad. And, and that's, that's fine. Like you, you can have a rough game, but it's, it's the pressure that infantry hasn't had to play that kind of game all season, where no. they – they have to just continuously score because the offense is doing that. Yeah, Bless have um, had some more tougher games the last four or five weeks that I've kept track of. They've played closer games, whereas Infantry haven't really had that close, tight, nitty-gritty type of matchup. But also the return of Kevin Smuda. Helped. It, that helped, and, and hopefully Isaiah Lard will be back for playoffs. Isaiah did play for um, Division A for Contraband, so I think he should be available yeah. for playoffs. And if he is, he adds more horsepower to it. So Sun- the Suntara, right, do they crack into the playoffs here and get in through the back door because they're slipping and sliding and they might be uh, heading towards a golf uh, date than a playoff date in the next couple of weeks? It's tough because Mo, like the, the, the last memory I have is the Santos, just them getting just punked by the infantry. The game we watched without together. Johnny Cassati. Oh, sorry. I, I, no, no I'm saying the game we watched together. Right, right, right. Um, there, there's definitely a chance. Uh, EZW again. It's that interesting thing where where some teams have finished their their season while others haven't. Um, they they didn't do much damage against San Antonio, unfortunately, and they do have South Harmon and Sioux Technologies. It's, it's a tough game. Um, I don't see them winning. 
but that's what it would take because EZW's season is done. Um, Silent Ticklers, I think they can only improve their position. Yes. They, they can, can jump improve. up, yeah. Um, yeah, it's only that 10th seed that's in a race right now. Theoretically, I think Mangoose can also get in with a win and a Santad lose or tie, I think, also works. I forgot who won the EZW game against Santad, against Mangoose. Was that's exa- I think that's why. I think Mangoose beat EZW. So if they end up with a two-way tie Mangoose break, I just think they beat get EZW in. this week. They play Sheesh. <laughs> just, man, these are tough games. Yeah, these aren't games that I, I expect the underdog to win. And, and Sheesh could jump up uh, if they if they have a chance here. But I, I think right now we have our top five, not in set in stone, but pretty much close enough where it's blessed. Infantry, B-Ballers, Lee Grocock, uh, shit. Sheesh could jump in there depending on how shit does it in their final game this weekend. But I just think for Santara, they just run out of the racetrack. They just don't have enough horsepower at all. It was a complete travesty yesterday yeah. with their team as well. So we'll see. How what do you mean by Travis? Like well, the roster wasn't even legit. Like it's unfortunate they had to uh, scrape guys. Sheesh does have head to head over shit. So if that doesn't end on a tie break, they leapfrog them. Right. So we'll see how that plays out for them. So speaking of Sheesh, could could they fall into that? Could they fall even lower in your mind, guys? Because Dondre Borden is a bit banged up right now. Yeah, he's, he's not hundred percent. He's not hundred percent. Um, it's a very small roster, but if healthy, they're very talented. So could they fall into a really bad funk where they'll have a tough matchup in the first round? To put it in perspective, Top Sauce is playing Silent Ticklers this week. So one of those two teams, assuming no tie, will end up at 5-5 five and five and go to 10 points, essentially. Right. Which will put them in a tie with Sheesh. And so uh, there's some tie breaks that could p- come into play there in terms of which one they end up with. So it gets a little bit complicated as well for All that right. whole situation. So there's... there's um it's five games for eligibility or four? Five. Five. So the, for Sheesh, they have seven players who are eligible. Yeah. Um, they've had a lot of subs this season. They haven't had a lot of consistency. But the team overall uh, is solid. The team overall um, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd like to think that they can be competitive in the playoffs. But I think because of the injuries, um, it's going to be hard for them to compete, right. I think they're, they're very, very, very matchup dependent at this point. Yeah. And they were they were a team I thought matchup proof because of the talent at the right. beginning of the season. As we get Brent Bakken ready to uh, come on with us in the coming minutes here, as we wrap up Division C and uh, the rest of, and how it will fold the rest of the way. Of course, we're down to the final games, the final day or days of the season left before going to playoff mode. And the schedule will be posted up after the final games on Friday in Laval over the weekend. So please keep your eyes open for that. And moving forward here, so. Uh, when I look at this right now and I see how this has played out, um, look, Top Sauce could still jump in a little bit higher over Blue Dreamers. Dreamers we set in as a seven, if not as an eight C moving forward here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Credit to Top Sauce, by the way. Yeah, they, they've, they've come the around. way they started the season where they expected Vincent Ardone to throw and then because of injury, unable to do so, not having the cap flexibility to go out and get somebody. Pat Jazon taking over, pl- throwing in a division he's never thrown at before. Yeah. A uh, guy who's basically only thrown in Division Five. Permanent, like as for a full season, uh, for Division Five, Division Six, Division E, like around that era, that area, uh, to go up to Division C, that's a huge jump. Um, and um, he he's held his own. The team the team is good. Like we always knew the team had depth. We always knew the team had talent. So I just wanted to to uh, you know early on in the season we were sort of down on them, but a lot of credit to the team. They've shown a lot of grit late in the season. Well, Riley and Jason was on my most annoying list of Mount Rushmore. Remember that list? That's true. That's, That's true. true. They weren't happy about that. All right, let's go to Division A. I wonder Division why B. they wouldn't be happy about that. I know. They, they should be honored they're on that list. It's, it's an exclusive list. list of four. 
It's uh, the, list, the official royal list of Klingmo. Of course, as we will bring our Brent Bach in the coming moments here, as we go into Division A and Division B, as we gear up for that, as we now know who's going to play who in the uh, playoffs for Division A, we're going to have a Brace Contraband uh, 1 versus 2, All-Stars versus Chernobyl in a 3 versus 4, and for the 1 versus 2, it's double elimination and how this is going to be. Um, how it's going to be. So, And for Division B, a lot more question marks because we do know that Urjons Medic will be your one seed. KGP is done now at 5-5. Five and five. They've played their 10 games. Big win this week against All-Stars. Exactly. And now uh, Junkyard Dogs at 3-7 and seven are, are done at 10 games here. But plenty to be played for for BYOB that lost to uh, here for the Beers um, on Monday in Brossard. So there's still some question marks to be answered as we will get Brent Bakken on in the coming moments here. Um, his phone number, if you guys... You feel, feel about string. I'm sending it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so as we uh, now wait for the... Thank you, Mo, for doing all of the work for of three course. minutes while I tried to figure out how to send a contact. I'm At, so fucking old. Send contact, Jesus. man. It's sure contact, bro. That's all it is, right? I know, but it, it wasn't working because he doesn't have an iPhone. Yeah, well, we got the fastest eight minutes with Brent Bach. We're going six minutes or eight minutes with Brent. You tell us, please. We could do, we could do eight minutes. Let's do eight, eight and then picks. Yeah. Eight minutes with Brent Bach. Worst case, I'll, I'll call from the car and do my picks from the car. Exactly. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that, Eagle, right? We can do like picks from the car with that. Uh, I mean, theoretically, we could, yeah. So we'll do You'll be so happy about that. Exactly. As uh, we uh, are still locating Brent Bach in, uh, for this interview right now. Um, so quickly, Peter, please, let's go to the Division yeah. B. You can ask me questions. Hey, this is Brent. I can't come to the phone right now. Please leave your name, number, and message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Take care. Brent, Brent we're where are you? you. Jesus, on, over, like, where are you, man? Forty nine years up. You're supposed you're to be your dick right now. You you're like, this week. And you're like, jabroni. It, it's it's frustrating. I drafted I drafted Sermon. I feel like it was a mistake. Yeah, Sermon. Why did you draft Trace Sermon for? He's gonna hurt his shoulders in, in practice, man. Yeah, gets a little massage, bro. Yeah. Okay. okay bye. Bye. We'll try to locate Brent Bakken. All right. So look, let's go through Division B. That's more of the uh, storylines coming up here, uh, please. Um, get off our D. Here for the beers. Byob. Does BYB get into the playoffs and they jump over at least Junkyard Dogs to get in, if not here for the beers? Well, the thing is, they play contraband. So, no, they don't. So, you don't think they're going to jump in? No. You think they're being contraband this week? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, have they played contraband yet this season? I don't think they have. Okay. And let's not forget, Dan Lazaro is looking to get that passing uh, season champion in his play, right? Yeah. So. He's off his pattern. He only got five TDs this week. A little disappointing. He was, yeah, he was actually disappointing me. I, I go, Lazaro, like your boy Pilon had a pick six that went for 40 yards. That could have been 40 yards going your way. Me, bro, you serious? I go, yeah. Yeah, I got mad at Justin uh, a couple weeks ago when he ran back a pick six. I was like, come on, bro. Need stats. Um, okay, so if we if we knock out BYB with contraband, um, so they're out. So that means we would have our five. Does here for the beers perhaps move up over get off for a D? I'm not too sure what the win loss record head to head is with those two teams, but could we see some movement with those two teams flip flopping three and four? Um, I mean, there's a chance, right? So so we have to see what the, what the head to head is. Um, they actually play this week. There so. you go. So they're playing for the spot. That's as exciting as FPF gets. But uh, they're essentially playing <laughs> just to win the coin toss. Maybe it's two yeah, versus five. because they're playing each other anyway. <laughs> That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, two versus five. So this game four. is also pointless. This is not as good as FPF gets. Well, no. Is it, it, it actually? Because yeah, if here for the beers loses, they end up three and seven, and, and then they tie Junkyard Dogs 
and BYOB. And have a worse divisional record because they'd be three and six. So Junkyard Dogs, hold on, let me just check. Junkyard Dogs has head-to-head on them in both games against... Uh, no. Wait, no. Here for the Beers won the first one. Okay, hold on. And the one second one. Here for the Beers has both wins. Oh, over. okay, no, I'm mixing it up with Get Up RD. Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate. That so would if, if Here for the Beers lose, it doesn't matter. Right. If Here for the Beers win... It but wait, wait, wait! Matter. You end up in a throw. Can BYOB? Oh, there's some weird shit that can happen. Maybe. Oh boy. There's oh boy. some weird because BYOB is also in the three-way tie, so then well, you no, get but, into but th- because of the, oh yes with with junkyard dogs is done at three and five because that two-way tie yeah. becomes three and six and yeah, BYOB exactly. would be three and six right because who's BYOB playing? BYOB playing no, so they no. would be a th- They would still be two and six. And then you get into a point differential. So, so there's some weird. What's, what's interesting is if BYOB takes the air out of the ball, and just decides we're gonna run it down to one second every play, and just doesn't let Lazara put up like 50 points. Like they, they hold Lazara to let's say Damn, 20, so pissed. 26 points or something, right? He'd be so pissed. But imagine, so they do that, and that gets them into the playoffs. That then might get them into the playoffs oh. if the Beers lose. Right, here's Brent Bakken. Brent, so welcome to the show. We have five good minutes with you because PZ's got to roll out of here. So my first question to you, Brent, is this. You're a GM of a Division A team. Who are you picking as your quarterback? Dan Lazaro or Joe Mayer? Oof. Jeez. Uh, Joe Mayer. Joe Mayer for sure. I mean, stats speak for themselves. Team has the best record in Div A. He has more championships, I believe, than Dan as well. So you, you have to go Joe. Okay, Dan, that, Dan Lazaro so, will not be happy. No, he will not be happy. He's gonna come at me. Uh, who, Brent? Uh, what, what do you say this for? <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, like, we're, we're going to focus more on Division B because Division A, we know what's going to happen, right, Brent? But Division B, there's still some unanswered questions. How do you think this unfolds going to the final days of the season on who is going to be on the outside looking in for a playoff spot? Good question. I mean, obviously, uh, here for the Bears with a huge win. Uh, I believe it was uh, on on Monday night. I believe. Yeah, um, sorry, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to come down to it could be them. Obviously, BYOB. I'm going to say that here for the Bears makes the playoffs, just because I, I think obviously with the championship pedigree, and if you look at the roster from top to bottom, they have a better roster than a team like BYOB. I'm going to say you know what BYOB is going to be the team on the outside looking in the, the playoff bubble. Because you have contraband coming up, and that's a tall task. Exactly. Well, that's it. That's contraband. it. Tougher schedule. PZ. Yeah. So we t- we we talked about um, the possibility here. So this is. I'm going to paint you a picture. You tell me what you think will happen. So get up for D and here for the beers. Uh, play each other. For basically, doesn't matter who decides the coin toss. Basically, is is what it works out to be. Uh, Junkyard Dogs. They're locked in with three wins. But if you're for the beers, lose. And Junkyard Dogs also have three wins. BYOB um, can theoretically make it to the playoffs with less points against um, than Junkyard Dogs, but we'll need to, well, d- definitely than Junkyard Dogs, but even they can jump ahead of here for the beers by slowing down the game and not allowing Don Lazaro to put a big number on them. How possible do you think that is? Like the, this whole scenario that I described. Okay, so okay. <laughs> just to recap. Sorry. Recap. So get just it for D, beats here for the beer, let's say. Here for the beer, Junkyard Dogs, BYOB, all have three wins to finish the season. But BYOB yep. needs to not let Dan Lazarus go, go ape <laughs> shit and score 60 points against them. Are, is, are, are, can BYOB keep it to be like a, a respectable like points against, like 26, 30 points against? 
against Contraband, I don't know, man. I mean, Contraband, they, they, they have that powerful offense. I mean, they, they could be, I mean, AJ and, and Pilon get the majority of the, the attention on that team, but they have a lot of other guys that could score. Um, you know, and um, I, I don't think WALB could, could hold down Dallas there in the Contraband offense to, to less than, I would even say, 45 points. Wow, so you're taking the over with with Lazar's yeah, definitely, definitely. That's that junkyard dogs. Junkyard dogs have allowed 320 points. So, unless it's a complete a complete like wash, um, if that scenario happens, I think it's junkyard dogs on the outside looking in. Well, yeah, it could be. It, it could very well be. Uh, Brent, when you look at Urshans Medic, they're, they're they're the one seed. Which is the one team that you think can give them the biggest run for their money in the playoffs? They're gonna knock off Urshans Medic. Um, I mean, they're coming off of a loss. I mean. Ideally, if you if you want to stack up all the teams, I, I would say honestly, uh, here for the Bears, uh, if here for the Bears ends up in the, the I believe the fifth seed, right. I think here for the Bears. I mean, they, they lost I believe it was thirty four thirty three just uh, about a week and a half two weeks ago. Um, that, that game came down to literally the last play, and here for the Bears could definitely knock them off. I think a team like get off our D. It's not always pretty with Jeff Rosenblatt, but he, he, he's proven to be a winner and he has some, some big names on his team that some guys that have been performing despite the record, some guys have been putting up some impressive numbers. So I think either one of those teams could definitely give Urgence uh, Medic a run for the money. And, and JYD, I mean, uh, Jason Rossi's team, I, I like them. They're a scrappy team. Uh, they're not as good as, sorry, they're, they're not as bad as the record indicates. I mean, for them, it's just a matter of not turning over the ball, which is a huge issue, I think, for Jason sometimes in the playoffs. But he has a, again, he has a lot of speed. He has a lot of firepower on in that offense. And if the defense just get off the field and make a couple of stops, I think they could also uh, give Arizona's medic a run for the money as well. So given given the fact that um, there have been a lot of turnovers by the Division uh, B quarterbacks, like you mentioned, Jason mm-hmm. Rossi being a key example, um, Sean Avram has, you know, here for the beer has been a little bit disappointing. But Sean Avram, with his efficiency, what chance do you give him to win quarterback of the year? You know what? It's funny you're asking me that question because he texted me this morning saying he, he texted me too. That's why I was like, I don't know. And I, I, I just I found someone smarter to answer the question, Brent. And so I just figured to put it on you. You know what, man? I mean, listen, I I, I have a little bit of bias. I'm a former teammate with Sean. I won a championship with Sean. We've been friends for for over a decade. But you know what? Though? I I I'm gonna go against him for for QB of the year. I mean, yes, he has missed. Um, he missed one game, I believe. He, he made sure to point out, I'm sure, to you as well, in, in the mm-hmm. tactic. He missed one game this season. So he would probably have a chance to put up a couple more TDs and maybe another interception or two. Um, but you look at the second half of, of the victory. They scored, I believe, only one touchdown mm-hmm. the other night. I mean, yeah. that's that's not really QB of the year's numbers, especially against the defense, so they should have really dominated. Um, I know he's going to hate me for saying this. I'm going to hear from him probably later tonight, but uh, or tomorrow morning. But yeah, I'm, I wouldn't vote Shaw in QB of the year for Division B. Flip the table. Fair so enough. what you're saying is he's still the 11th best quarterback of the top 10? <laughs> exactly. 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 Brent, Brent, last last question for you to keep with the quarterback of the year trend for say Division A. Dan Lazara could it be the triple count winner? He he has the most touchdown passes at 55. He could have the most passing yards. Uh, he's about less than 300 away from Kevin Wyeth, and he's got the passing completion in his favor. But Joe Mario has 54 TDs and two INTs, but only 2,000 yards passing. If you have to vote today right now, would you give the quarterback here to Dan Lazara or Joe Mayer right now? I would still give it to Mayer. I said before, I think he's a better quarterback. A, he throws the 
He's supposed to better ball. I say, listen, Dan, I think Dan, maybe that's the Kevin Wyatt has the strongest arm out of all the Division A quarterbacks. He, he could gun it. I mean, and his numbers say that he can. I think, though, if you're, if you're uh, Mayu, I mean, only throwing two interceptions and, get, and you're, you're playing the best of the best we have in, in, in FPF in terms of defenses, to only throw two interceptions. And again, as I said to anybody that, that wants to listen, the Braves, even you want to consider this for Josh Medic, but a, a little bit on the letter side, but for the Braves, it's all about they don't really make any mistakes. And if they do make a mistake, it's going to be one per game. They capitalize on your mistakes. I mean, you're, when you have that offense, it's, it's led by, by Jonathan uh, Mayu. I mean, he, he capitalizes on your mistakes and he makes you pay for it time and time again. Right. So, I mean, you look at his stats, only two interceptions against great defenses and the touchdowns, he's just behind Lazara by, by, by less than three, I believe. So I, I have to go with, with, uh, with Mayu again for my choice uh, for QB of the year in, in DA. Yeah. Last question here, Brent. In the overall season predictions, you are currently last at a 54.48 percentage. Pete is slightly above you at 55.66. Is this the week you pull ahead and don't win the Sacco Bowl? <laughs> yes, I'm giving a first of Brent Bakken guarantee. I went out finish last. Oh, yes. I'm going to pick the same picks as Brent. That's yeah, it. Yeah, guarantee right now. <laughs> Brent, thank you very much, you jobber. We'll uh, speak soon, my friend. It's been your honor, Mo. It's been your honor. Don't King worry. Mo. King Mo. All right, Brent. Take care, bro. All right, Eagle. All right, peace. Be good, boys. Brent Bach here with us as we wrap it up for Division A, Division B. All right, it is now time for... Games of the Week. Are we and doing... we got to go fast. All right, here we go. Uh, get off our D here for the beers. Here for the beers. Here for the beers. BYOB Contraband. Contraband. Uh, contraband. Mangoose Sheesh. 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 Top Sauce Silent Ticklers. Top Sauce. Silent Ticklers. Santar Shit. 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 Uh, Stoics kiss my end zone. Stoics. Kiss my end zone. Clinkers blah blah blah. BBB. LBB. Loyola fighting Illini. Lini. Uh, Illini. Arush Tutsin Parlays. Tutsin Parlays. Uh, Arush. Los Siete Amigos, the new guys. LSA. New guys. Hot Sauce Sports Mean Girls. Hot Sauce Play 50. Hot Sauce. Part of my swag, Top Season. PMS. PMS. Replacements Bruins. Bruins. Uh, Bruins. Tough Lungs Lockdown. Tough lungs, tough lungs. Glow gang, mean girls. Glow uh, gang. Glow gang. Uh, we gotta fix this. There's a, a uh, ball in sixties. Glow gang. Glow uh, gang. Glow gang. And spares, legion, trap stars. Trap stars. Trap stars. Les Chevaliers, Rohan, Ravens. 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 The Bad Batch, Melons. Melons. Uh, bad Batch, obviously. I have to pick it. Quantry, MFFC, Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. Uh, Dilly Dilly. V Town Brewers. V Town. V Town. Double header, Dilly Dilly V Town. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. Suicide Squad Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Double header, Pinchellos Trailer Park Boys. Pinchellos. Pinchellos. Menace to Sobriety, Green Means Go. Green Means Go. Um, and that's it. All right. <laughs> Magic words, please. Thank you all for joining us for this season. We'll be back next week with playoff coverage. It's going to be oh, fun. Oh, God. Playoff coverage. Good night, Cam Newton.